mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Wow! Hello and welcome to the Abroad Japan podcast, probably the best way of learning about life in Japan without actually being in Japan. I'm your host, Chris Broad, and we're joined, as always, by England's top Japan enthusiast, Mr. Pete Donaldson himself. Pete, how the devil are you doing? What's going on? I'm good. My back's killing me because I just spent hey. all yesterday pulling up an entire carpet from the front room because wow. there's just so much dog piss in my life right now. Can't <laughs> have those carpets because there's just so much dog piss in my life right now. Brilliant. It is brilliant. You're right. It is brilliant. Bloody brilliant. Times like this, I'm glad I don't have a dog, although the cats aren't much better. I no. yeah, the, the cats really aren't that clean. Um, they, whenever I'm out, because the cats have learned, or the, the, the young cat, Tudor, has learned to break into my office, into my yeah. office room in the apartment, I'll... Mm. Like earlier, I came back from a trip to the shop, went to my room, and the door was ajar. And I walked in, and the two cats were just sitting there on my desk, causing a right mess. <laughs> and they just sort of go in there and act like terrorists when I'm not around. They like to terrorise mm. my studio, my office space. You've got I don't a know lot why. Of like quite valuable stuff in your um, office slash production yeah, I know, studio. Right? Like it's just it's 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 difficult. It's difficult. But I, I will say for one, um, uh, Chris, um, you are in your um, Sendai. Um, studio um, for possibly Indeed. what could be the last time on this podcast. And let me tell you, it's a bit to see it again because I've not seen it for a little while. Well, I mean, so you might recall last week I was going to Tokyo to go and look at a studio overlooking a concrete highway overpass somewhere near Shibuya, I think it was. I was it was all looking good, but then mm. I got there. And it was rubbish because we walked in through the front door. It's about seven or eight stories up. Had this only yeah. this really tiny elevator, and it got to the fourth story, and the door swung open, and it was a old age pensioners' gym. And I watched them working out for a bit. Then the door slammed wow. shut, and I carried on my journey upwards and upwards <laughs> to the seventh floor of gilded luxury. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, I got to my what might have been my office. And uh, first off, there was two toilets, male mm. and female. There was right. these two toilets separated by yeah. gender, which is quite glamorous, I guess. Uh, not just the one toilet, so that could have been good if guests come. <laughs> um, choose your toilet. But got in the room, and the space was twice the size of the current Abroad Japan studio. I like that. But what I didn't like was outside of all five windows, you could see 
four concrete highway overpasses riddled with traffic <laughs> going mm. it was literally like the studio was in a highway it was so surreal so loud. And it wasn't good <laughs> and uh, no. the current studio is in a really nice kind of peaceful part of sendai it's quite calm there's a balcony i can lay like laze around on and, and whatnot mm. And it was just like, oh god, I, this is going to be it sounds shit. Like a, it sounds like a like a rear Bradbury kind of tower block kind of situation. <laughs> like, I, a little like, bit. Yeah. I, I will. I will say you are moving to um, the busiest city in the world. <laughs> what well, biggest population? Built up. Yeah, biggest yeah, population, yeah. and we all make a bit of noise here and there. Uh, even the rather demure Japanese, and you are looking for a bit of quiet. A little oasis in the middle of the biggest metropolitan area. Well, Tokyo is pretty big, right? And yeah. I think we chose that location because it was convenient and whatnot. But mm. it just the the noise, even yeah. with soundproof windows, because the current abroad in Japan studio used to be really noisy. But then the moment I got it, I got some windows fitted, and it cut out all the audio, and now it's like a soundproof yeah. room. So I could have done that, but it was just really stressful having the windows open and just seeing like mm. this constant flow of traffic down a highway and it, uh, it, it, there was like four layers like we don't even have this in England we haven't invented like highway overpasses of this magnitude but because it is Tokyo because <laughs> it is so big mm. there are like three four layers of highways stacked over each other right side by side right. and above and below and it just felt like being in the most stressful chaotic place I, I think having my studio in the middle of Shibuya Crossing would have been less bloody stressful <laughs> than where this place was so I reluctantly said nope and the search no. continues. continues I have to keep finding I have to keep looking rather uh, for somewhere that's going to tick all the boxes. What are your what are your what are your needs kind of with facilities outside of the uh, office? Am I uh, are you going to be needing um, chicken skewers uh, on your doorstep, well, vending yeah. machines selling the very best sweet corn soup? I well, right now I'm right next to a Lawson of Seven Eleven, and <gasps> all the it's great. You just go out, get some karaage kun chicken strips from <laughs> Lawson, and live happily ever after. So I would like that in an ideal world. We would be two minutes from a convenience store. Mm. So when I'm depressed and alone, I could go downstairs, get myself a bag of chicken, and then come back up and be happy. So that would be nice. Um, and just good good access as well. Like uh, mm. one reason I moved to Tokyo is because it sucks at the moment that nobody can come here. Like you've got the world's greatest studio, but like nobody actually sees it because it's so far away so i want it to be somewhere kind of central in tokyo so anybody can just turn up and have a poke around and steal my things like the great pete premier 2 did the other day he's just done one of these um what's it called a uh, never-ending stream streamathon he did streamathon. a streamathon they, they're very them, right? popular aren't they it's it's it really i mean like he's a man of, of uh he's a man how old is he crack on for crack on for my age isn't he's, he he's 40 this year yeah yeah I he's just an old worry. old man he can't be s- not sleeping. He can't be not I sleeping mean, and doing a streamathon for crying out loud. No, but Pete's magic. He's got like he is magic. ADHD. Yeah, he has, he has limitless. He has limitless energy. That lad. He, genu- he genuinely <laughs> does. Like I've never <laughs> he, seen him. T- he's. I've seen him when he's had two hours sleep, mm. and he still has more energy than Chernobyl <laughs> pre-explosion. Then, like you know, he's he's boundless with energetic mm. levels, and so he was great for the streamathon. I tuned in every now and then, and then I was in it. He came up to Sendai. And he had to do like these quests. And one of the quests was he had to steal something from the Abroad in Japan studio without me noticing. Oh. And he stole something. And I literally noticed it five seconds later. Because I, I was like, oh, I've got to have a look around and see. 
And I was like, oh, there it is. It was the Game Boy. You stole my fucking Game Boy. You stole your Bastard. Game Boy. They're valuable these That's days. Not... If you go on Facebook Marketplace in, in that there oh, yeah. south of England, um, people are taking the absolute piss when it comes to selling old retro. Like, I mean, they'll for a Game Boy, they're genuinely selling it for like 90 quid. You know, like Jesus. the sort of stuff you'd see in Super Potato in Akihabara for like $5. They're bringing them home or, you know, find them somewhere else and they are just selling them for $90. $90. And people seem to be fucking paying for them. This is, I think I've spoken about them before, DK Aldi's on uh, YouTube. They are getting old systems and giving mm-hmm. it a little bit of a spit shine, if that. Um, not Sometimes not even opening <laughs> the system and dusting around. But they're um, they're reselling these, like, you know, PS2s, PS3s for, like, 400 notes. It's absolutely insane the oh, amount yeah. of money that they're uh, they're asking for. But people who aren't don't really remember how much things cost back in the day and people who don't have this sort of stuff lying around are paying it because they want a retro experience, but they can't be bothered to do it themselves, if you know what I mean. Like, they can't be well, bothered to I'm kind of, them. like, you know, go around and shop around. They'd rather pay another 100 quid on top to have an easy experience that it's, it's kind of like they're having their hand held a little bit, which I understand, but it's a boring amount of money these companies are making. Wow. Well, I mean, the Game Boy that Pete, Thieved, stole from me. That was mm. from Super Potato, and it cost, I think it was about 4,500 yen, mm. which is like three pounds. So it does definitely pay to get a Game Boy over here in Japan. So, no, mm. 5,000 yen, what is that? That's like 35 pounds or something, right? Mm. So that's yeah. a steal compared to the UK, where they are rarer because we just don't look after our stuff, or maybe it's just me. But I feel like we don't really take care of things in the UK in the same way they do here. So mm. there is a, like an unlimited supply of old Game Boys and uh, like Famicoms in Japan at a reasonable price. So maybe mm. I should do that next time I come over, just bring a suitcase packed full of Game Boys and just stand... Definitely. Yeah. In a market in London. Be like, Game Boys, get your Game Boys. Game Boys, get your Game Fresh Boys. off the plane from Japan. Buy the Game Boy. <laughs> but I want to get it back. But uh, we did this thing like, I joined him on the Streamathon and uh, we made it like a choose your own adventure. Went to Matsushima Bay, which is a nice bay near here. Uh, lots of tiny islands, about 100 tiny islands. It's a lovely place. And we said, do you want us to go to the park and look at a shrine do you want us to cross this bridge and go to this place or do you want us to find Mm. a hidden beach and they chose hidden beach and we drove to this really remote place this island and uh we found the hidden beach. It was lovely. And then his internet cut out because it was so hidden there wasn't any cell phone reception. The internet hid from it. The internet so it was, like, was hiding from There it. is. <laughs> yeah, it was like, there it is. And then it was like, shh. Oh, so no. It, sort of it sounds out. like a horror yeah. film. Like They've got the the hidden beach and then they just, you know, drown or whatever. Wow. It was really nice, though. I, I'll mm. show you a photo. But, like, uh, it it was a bit of a horror film because we, we drove down this road for, like, half an hour where there was, like, mm. nothing. And it was, like, a degraded, destroyed road. And then we got off on foot and we were walking along this cliff edge down this very perilous th- footpath, right? And yeah. it was all pretty shady, but the, the rewards were great. There's a little photo. I think I posted this publicly on, on Twitter, but like, yeah, you can see. I mean, that uh, looks incredible, doesn't it? What a lovely in scene in Ypres. Yeah. Beautiful. So well done, Pete. Streamathon. Well done, Pete. And they make a lot of money as well. Times like this, I wish I was right. a Twitch streamer. So, <laughs> I think he made bank out of it, so that's good. Maybe it cover all his moving costs, but uh, fair play to him. Fair play. Hard mm. work. Where's he moving? Um, where's, where's, where's... 
Oh, let's just dox him. Is he just, let's just dox him. Oh, no, no, I'm just saying where he lived. Like, is he moving uh, like 23 into Tokyo, out of Tokyo? Tokyo Street. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, Shibuya. No, he's, he's, he's in Tokyo. Yeah, it's Tokyo. Ah, lovely. Just the Tokyo it's area. Yeah. Everyone's moving to Tokyo. It's like everyone moving to London at the end of university. Everyone's moving to, uh, Boy, he's, moving to Tokyo. He's already in Tokyo, so you're just moving right. to another bit of Tokyo because it's ah, so fucking I big. I mean, it's almost not fair to call Tokyo... Like Tokyo is like five different cities in one, so yeah, yeah, no, it's it's kind of like not fair to even call. It. But like each yeah. one noisier than the last. <laughs> each Absolutely. one, m- the complete opposite of what Chris Broad needs in a studio. I know, right? <laughs> what am I going to do? Where are we going to find somewhere? Well, I'll update you guys soon. I'm sure we'll find something. We got a story this week mm. from John and Lauren, who says, "Greetings, Chris and Pete. My name is John, and I recently spent two weeks travelling from Osaka to Tokyo with my wife Lauren on our first visit." to Japan. About halfway through our trip, we're in Kyoto, and on our way one morning from our hotel to the Imperial Palace via the local subway, the train was not full, but myself and Lauren had managed to snag the last two seats on the train before it became standing only. We stopped at a station and three old Japanese ladies boarded and stood near where we were sitting. Knowing the Japanese deference for the elderly and not being awful people, we got up to offer them our seats. Naturally, naturally. Before we had even fully stood up the closest of the three elderly ladies to us practically jumped in front of us, put her arm on our shoulders, and shoved us back down into our seats with a no! Arigato gozaimasu! No! We, <laughs> we sat back down, and for the rest of the ride, she would smile and nod to us. <laughs> Can you just imagine that? Like that, that guy, the lumberjack guy, he sort of just nods, just like that, with the old woman, like, giving the wink. Uh, and if a seat became available, she shoved, with the same gusto, one of her friends into the seat first, and then the second, before finally... <laughs> A seat next to us became available and she took it herself. It was one of the most memorable encounters we had on our trip and got me wondering, is this a common encounter to have amongst elderly Japanese? And have either of you had similar experiences in your time in Japan? Thank you for all the content, guys. Uh, Keep up the good work, John and Lauren. Well, there you go. That's uh, a heartwarming story. All I could think of with that is any other stories with elderly women. All I thought was was the uh, monkey busters. The elderly women monkey clutching fucking oh, yes, airsoft guns, guns, shooting yeah, yeah, yeah. monkeys off that their farm. Surprising. That's the the only other time we've talked about elderly Japanese women on the show that I can recall. <laughs> um, I mean, I, yeah, that's quite common though. Uh, people feel awkward sometimes when you help them in Japan, right? When you help them mm. out, uh, and they'll be like, "No, no, 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 please stay seated." But it's still worth it, I think, to offer them your seat because uh, it's just a nice gesture. Even though you did get physically assaulted and thrown back into your seat, John, by an elderly woman. She's like, yeah. no, fuck off, sit down, sit down, no, I can stand, don't you dare. Yeah. And, and, yeah, I nice. mean, and nice. make, make sure to know that you make sure you let her know that she looks elderly. That's always a big win for me. <laughs> Just really let, let them know. <laughs> Maybe they don't like that. I don't know. But like, yeah, I feel yeah. like uh, people don't like the sense of obligation that comes from being helped in Japan, right? And uh, mm. yeah, I, I know, but people feel a bit awkward about that. It's not uncommon, but uh, isn't that lovely? Well, what is my lovely? Interaction, my my last interaction with an old lady was with you in oh, Kyoto, God. where I nearly knocked her off a fucking bike. <laughs> oh yeah, remember? Did. I walked out in front of her in, uh, in on a scooter, and like bless her, she was going a fair old lick, and she was going she as she sped off down the road she, I clattered into her she, her scooter inexplicably <laughs> kept going and uh, she was going Daijobu Daijobu and I was going Daijobu Daijobu <laughs> I remember is that is everyone alright yeah, yeah. is everyone alright 
God, that could have been terrible. terrible. That would have been absolutely a stink. And it was like the first couple of days of my holiday as well. Oh, rubbish. I like to think it's the same old woman because KT only has yes. three elderly yeah. women and it's definitely the same one. Um, but that was a nice story featuring trains. What isn't so nice mm. is the next story. Now, everyone that comes to Japan, they all do one thing and that is get the Japan Rail Pass because mm. for pretty small amount, I think for seven days and 29,000 yen, which is about, what, £240 or $250, yeah. uh, you get unlimited rides on trains operated by JR. It's wonderful. But they've just put the price up, haven't they, Pete? And it's all they downhill have. from here. But it's not all bad. <laughs> Fill us in on what's going down. So I've used the JR Pass every single, every single time I've been to Japan. Mm. It's great. It's cheap. It's affordable. It makes sense, especially if you're going up and down the country uh, and you want to get there fast. Um, as as you said, a seven day pass uh, costs um, twenty nine uh, twenty nine thousand uh, yen, and um, since an ordinary round trip Shinkansen from Tokyo to Kyoto and back is around about twenty six thousand yen. Buying the JR Pass in question is a bit of a no-brainer. You can even kind of go, right, well, look, I'm only going to be doing parts of the JR line. And you can sort of slice it up, really. You can have JR East um, Pass. You can have this. But I, I've always gone for, like, the whole the whole shebang um, and just decided to sort of do all of them at the same Like, you know, have, mm. have access to all of them at the same time. But the... There's a massive price increase coming. I don't know why. Maybe it's just COVID. Maybe it's just they realised that they were just um, letting tourists get away with murder. Or maybe there's just <laughs> a bit of a revolt for people who sort of commute every day that uh, foreigners are allowed to use these things uh, and they're not. Um, <clears throat> JR's announced that uh, prices for the standard JR Pass will be rising by nearly 70%. 70%. Now, quite a lot. I'm fairly certain you can get a green car fancy-dancy one you can get a fancy-dancy green car uh, pass, which costs more. I've not got the details on whether that um, one is going up, but the basic um, JR Pass National uh, is going up by nearly 70%. In its announcement, uh, the people who uh, sell these things are basically saying that uh, in line with these new changes, in line with the price increase, you can now use the faster trains. The Nozomi and Mizuho-class trains are the fastest trains. Now, if you ever use one of those JR passes mm. inside uh, Japan, it was a bit of a pain in the arse because you had to sort of figure out which kind of train, whether it was a quick train, whether it was a slow train, you had to figure out which one um, you could go on. And so you could only go on the third fastest train. You couldn't go on the second or first. And that was always very, very annoying. So with all this in mind, massive price increase, fine, but you do get to go on the fastest trains because it was very confusing to get to a train station, especially when it's really busy, sort of go, oh, the next train's this time, and then realise because you've got a JR pass, you can't get on a certain train because you didn't have access to the fastest trains. Now you do. You're paying a lot more fair dues, but uh, you do, uh, I mean, you, but then you do have to buy an upgrade ticket as well. So I've absolutely seen myself off there. I've just read the rest of the article. You do have to actually go and purchase <laughs> an upgrade ticket because with the green, like the, the fancy green car um, uh, one, you did, if you wanted access to the green carriage or whatever, you had to go and get a pass. Didn't cost you any money, but you had to go to the desk and sort of go, can I book a seat? You had to book a seat in the green car, in the fancy schmancy car. Um, even, you know, you couldn't just walk on and, and just sit down. So, look, it's if you're going to Japan, 
It's a pain in the arse. It's going to be a bit more money, but it does mean you can, with a little bit of tinkering here and there, uh, access the faster trains. Uh, but it, it is going to be um, changing in uh, October this year. So if you go on this summer, you might be absolutely fine. But uh, once it gets to October, there will be changes afoot when it comes to how much the JR Pass uh, is going to cost you. But look... Yeah. It, it's it was an incredible deal. It's less of an incredible deal now, but I'd pr- you'd probably argue it's still worth it, Chris. I don't think so, actually. <laughs> Unless you are someone who is travelling a lot, right? Then yeah. if it, then it's worth it. If you're travelling like every day and you're going from one end of Japan to the other, for sure. Yeah. Um, seven days, five fifty thousand yen. For example, mm. to travel from Sendai to Tokyo is about eleven thousand yen one way. So if I do a return trip, that's twenty thousand yen. Yeah. So. I personally, though, yeah, unless you're you're travelling extensively, I don't think it's worth it anymore with these new changes. No. Before, I would say yes, but now I don't think I would. 14 mm. days, that's such a big price increase from 47,000 yen to 80,000 yen. That is, yeah. Wonder, it's a shame. What, I wonder why they've done it. This is the thing that nobody really knows. Why? I haven't seen anywhere why they've increased the price, you know, by 60, 70%. Some say it's inflation. Some say it's just not profitable for them, especially with the booming tourism, right? Tourism is exploding in Japan at the moment. Right. uh, And maybe it's not worthwhile or they're not getting their money's worth out of it anymore. There are other rail passes. For example, uh, different parts of Japan do have different rail passes. Like I think JR East, for example, has one just for Tohoku, which might be worth looking into. And there's, there's some speculation that they'll benefit more because now... Instead of getting the nationwide pass, which doesn't really add up, you could get a local pass uh, for a more reasonable fee. Like, I don't mm. know the numbers on that. Uh, the JR East pass. So, say if you're going around, going around Tohoku, right, for five mm. days of unlimited travel, that is 20,000 yen currently. Now, that's Ooh, really good. Uh, given mm. that I just said that to go to Tokyo and back from Sendai is, is about 11,000 yen. So if you were mm. going from like Tokyo to Sendai, Sendai to Morioka, Morioka to Akita or Akita to, uh, you know, Aomori, then that would be worth it. If you're doing a, yeah. a five-day trip around Tohoku. But yeah, for the, the big one, the main one, when the price is going to, when the prices change goes into effect, it's not worth it. Mm. And actually, one thing I didn't like with the past and I'd never done it. I'd only watched my friends use it. It looked quite inconvenient because you had to sort of go up to the gate and do something weird to get it or you had to go and claim a ticket. How did you do it, Pete? You don't just turn up, shove no, your yeah, ticket in So, the, so, so the when, train, you, right? when you first get to Japan, you go to, um, which I mean, if, you go, if you're coming into um, uh, Tokyo, there's a, um, you've got to basically bring your passport, bring your voucher for your uh, for, for your pass, and then they check out your details, um, write all your passport stuff down, you, you sign on the line, and they give you your pass effectively. You've got to go to a train station. So a train station, mm. it's there's usually a, 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 a gate just for the JR Pass um, in, in Shinjuku, Shibuya, all the major kind of um, uh, train stations have them. Um, but you do have to go and exchange them before you get on a train. But then... You know, that's the, you just keep that pass with you. If you lose it, you're fucked. But if you um, you can't get a replacement or anything, but if you, you you just have it on you, and instead of going through the gates where you'd put a feed a ticket or a, you know use a QR code, you just basically 
um, wave it in front of a, a man's face. And they're always somebody there. It's not like <laughs> London where if you've got a paper ticket, which I frequently do because I live out in the sticks now, like it's a real pain in the ass. People just aren't mm-hmm. there. If, if your paper ticket doesn't work in the machine, um, you just stand there waiting for someone to come over. But there's oh, always God. somebody for people with disabilities, um, people with children and stuff. There's a gate just for accessibility reasons and you just you just waft it in their face and then, uh, yeah, just walk off really. It's good. Mm. Well, what I, I mean, it. I... I like the flexibility of just going up to machine and just choosing where where I'm going and just booking yeah. the seat there and then. And it's yeah. been a little bit complicated with the JR rail pass. I think you have to go to the desk, right, and deal with the staff. If you without right. that, you can just use a machine, which are yeah. operated all in English anyway, and it's really easy to use. So yeah, I would mm. say from October, whenever these changes go into effect, I would. Uh, is it actually October? Uh, oh, yes, yeah, October. October. Okay. Yeah, you got a little. I'd while. say from then on, maybe don't do it unless you are someone who is travelling an awful lot and plans yeah. to like really go to town on Japan, so to speak, and see every bloody <laughs> city. But I suppose one good thing out of it, if there is a good thing, is that uh, maybe it'll encourage people to deviate from the old golden route of just doing mm. Tokyo, Hakone, and Kyoto, and actually yeah. go off and see some more interesting places like Tohoku or mm. like. Uh, Kanazawa or Takayama so we shall see but this has changed Japan travel uh, this is going to be a big change and um, mm. yeah it might kill the JR Rail Pass once and for all we'll be back in just a moment guys with the stories comments and questions with the fax machine mom deserves better than a drugstore card this mother's day surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Plushcare.com slash weight loss. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. 
Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Now we're back with the fax machine. What do we got this week from our listeners, Mr. Donaldson? Nice short to the point emails this week uh, from the fashion oh. or, or rather faxes. Hello, cool Chris and uh, Paragon Pete. Uh, Matsuyama and uh, Shikoku seem like very cool fa- places, but I've not heard much about them. Would you ever do more projects out there? All the best, Jonathan from Los Angeles. Uh, I mean, have you been to Shikoku? Have you been there? Have I? I forget where it is, to be honest. Shikoku. Uh, We've been little... to Shikoku, haven't we? No. Oh, no. no. I think I have, actually. No. It's no, it's the island. It's the small island that's in the... It is, is it? Yeah. yeah. it's that little... Yeah, I've never been. Anything on there that I should be uh, enjoying? Takamatsu? Scarecrow Kochi? Village. Scarecrow yeah, Village. <laughs> uh, it's, it's got my favourite castle, Matsuyama Castle, which is on a mountain. Favourite um, castle, nice. yeah. It's got uh, Kochi, which is a nice fish market with uh, Bonito. This kind of like grilled fish. It's mm. nice. It's nice. It's not like I'd say there's better places. I, my my sister actually just did a video there and just been driving around there and she's had a whale mm. of a time. She met some interesting character who like runs an art gallery in a rundown school. Nice. And it, people always have like really wacky adventures down there, including to be fair, Connor and I, when we had our own wacky adventure, we found this rickety wooden bridge over mm. a thunderstorm and nearly got killed on that. We went to the worst <laughs> hotel in Japan with blood all up the walls and we saw Scarecrow oh. Village and went to a fish market. So Shikoku's got a real <laughs> adventurous spirit to it, to be fair. But it is the sort of place you need to have a car. Like it's a road mm. trip place. Yes. And I would yeah, say yeah, that's fair, yeah. road trip around it or cycle across the inland sea to it. But uh, mm. yeah, cool place. But more of a place to add on if you've got three weeks instead of two. Um, but I've covered it a yeah. lot on Abroad in Japan over the years, so go and check it out. It's in the worst hotel video, and it's in the one called I Made a Japanese Friend in a Day video. I Made a Japanese <laughs> Friend. It's something like that. I don't know. It's a good video. It's a good one. I like that. Uh, oh. We've got one here from Sydney, from LA, who says, hello there, Chris and Pete, I'm currently dealing with a situation of seriously paper-thin ceilings slash floors in my apartment complex. I'm convinced my upstairs neighbours are making noises on purpose to piss me off. I've already asked our property managers to notify the upstairs neighbours about the noise, yet the neighbours don't seem to care. Can you please offer advice on how to deal with this, Chris? Sydney from LA. I suspect Pete Donaldson is going to find a solution to that. What would you do, Pete? What would you bang the fucking ceiling with a broom? Bad prawns. Sing loudly. I just leave buckets of bad prawns around. You know, <laughs> you, you don't have to. You don't have to. You don't have to make a load of noise to upset people. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. That's that's what you do, Sydney. You just yeah. leave bad leave prawns. Some prawns. <laughs> Fucking hell. <laughs> I don't know. Really, I I had that problem in uh, my last apartment, and it was shit. And there wasn't really much mm. we could do about it. With this yeah. woman who would just plonk herself down the self- sofa really loudly, and it would like plonk. this really loud <laughs> springing noise. <laughs> Like, you know, like the noise of a broken sofa or couch. Uh, nice. It would just be like this horrible big spring noise and she'd just like drop on it like a stone. <laughs> and Yeah, it's really, and it just, that was really annoying. Um, yeah. And they would argue. But uh, that's what happens living in an apartment, right? You got to, 
you've got to deal with that sort of stuff. You've got to, hmm. You don't live in an apartment anymore. You live in a house, right, Pete? You're lucky. No, but I mean, I've had a passive-aggressive note put on my car before saying that... <laughs> um, Saying that the dogs are making too much noise. It's like I said, Oh shit. I cannot I cannot reason with them. They're dogs. <laughs> we live in a society, Pete. We live in a society. We do. Yeah. We do. Get those dogs in check. Yeah. It's a good thing about cats actually, they're they're a lot less noisy. Yes. Generally. I'd say generally. so, yeah. Uh, <laughs> got one last one. But good luck, Sydney. I hope the situation resolves itself. Use the prawns. See what happens. It'll certainly elicit uh, an interesting response. We got one here from Brandon. He says, Dear football Premier League Pete. A newly Tokyoite Chris. Connor mentioned in the latest Trash Taste episode, touristy stuff is so lame. But what would you consider to be the top six touristy stuff not to miss in Japan? Fucking hell. Top ten. I don't know. <laughs> top six touristy stuff. Top ten touristy Pete, stuff. Guess, kick us off. I top mean, now six the not to rest. miss. Now the robot restaurant's gone. I mean, what it's do you, gone. What do, you do? You got. I mean, obviously, Barocolic. <laughs> my my Barocolic is that touristy? Uh, yeah. It, all right, I mean, you look at the. I follow Barocolic on uh, Twitter, and like it's it's just all just clearly foreigners having a lovely time. All our listeners, yeah. Barocolic <laughs> in Shibuya. That's a good one. It's, mm. it's a pretty cool place to be fair. It's a really nice neighbourhood. Actually, it's not a nice neighbourhood. It's a cool neighbourhood though. Very gritty. Number two, <laughs> I'd say like the Sensoji Temple. Um, it's probably the busiest temple in the world, uh, but it does look good. And if you get there, like all these places are really touristy on this list, but yeah. it's all about the time of day you go there. For with the Sensoji mm. Temple, if you go in uh, the morning or in the evening when the shops are shut, you mm. can have the whole place to yourself. But if you go between the hours of like 10 a.m. and 4 p.m., it's shit. So <laughs> it's <laughs> shit. It is. It is. <laughs> and I'd say point number three would be the Kiyomizudera temple in uh, hmm. Kyoto. I was just there doing a video coming out this week about running a bar in Kyoto. Um, that's out on Chris Abroad channel. Check it out. But when we, when we were there, uh, super mega crazy busy, totally not fun. It was like, right. you know, it was like being in a crowd when a football stadium empties and you're sort of getting yeah. crushed in a group. It was like that. It was awful. Right, but if you okay. go there at like 9am, it's empty. Hmm. So all about the times. So yeah, bar rockaholic, Sensoji Temple, Kia Mizudera Temple in Kyoto. What's next, Pete? Four, five, six. The little, uh, uh, the little um, antique markets they have um, in um, Yoyogi Park. I'm just sort of thinking, like, where's that? Places you'd go to. Yoyogi Park. It's in between, antique in between um, Shibuya and Yoyogi Park. There's, um, there's like a little, not as far as Harajuku, just kind of like before you get to the park. There's like this little. Mm. Before you get over the main road, there's like this little kind of antique kind of fair that happens every weekend. Sometimes it's a food market, oh. sometimes it's a beer market, it's a, it's a beer yeah. um, festival sometimes. They do little festivals there. And it's uh, For Tokyo, it's very um, the sort of thing I would see out in the sticks, but you wouldn't necessarily mm. see that sort of thing in Tokyo. But if you've only got a couple of days in Tokyo, it's quite a nice little, quite a nice little visit. So vaguely located antique market. Number yeah, yeah. <laughs> near, near where the blokes are dancing, near where those blokes who dress up like greasers and have a little dance to rock this and roll. A, this music. is a place Pete bellies. Donaldson has made up in his head. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't real. You've just made this yeah. up on a dream. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think I know where I'm. <laughs> I think I know where you mean roughly. Um, okay. <laughs> number five, I don't know. Number five, fucking uh, Dortmundbori in Osaka. Really touristy, <laughs> really busy, yeah. lovely place. Day, great with lights. And number six, help me out here, Pete. Number six. Number six. 
Um, what about what I about mean, Odaiba? You know the place where they've got the Statue of Liberty, the fake yes, tiny. Okay. That's <laughs> kind of cool because the Statue of Liberty is a bit tacky, but the view of Tokyo from there, across Tokyo Bay, is awesome. You get to ride on mm. the monorail over the Rainbow Crossing, yeah. and there's a games arcade with some rides and stuff. That's kind of fun. Go on one of the big wheels. Go on one of the go big on the wheels wheel. down Odaiba way. Great stuff. There you go. The Rainbow. There you go. And there's your list. Yeah. There you go. There you go, Brandon. But keep the stories, <laughs> questions, comments coming in to Podcast at gmail.com. We'll be back later in the week going still all over again. But for now, no matter where you might be, out there in the big wide world, have yourself a great few days. And we'll see you right back here to do it all over again on the Abroad Japan Podcast. Bye for now. in Japan is a stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com.